Hey everybody, this is Pastor Cor Chavis. Thank you so much for checking us out today at Truth Chapel's podcast. If this word has blessed your spirit or encouraged you, take a moment and leave us a quick review. Also, check us out at truth-chapel.com or any of our social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. God bless, and I pray you enjoy. Genesis chapter 18. Genesis chapter 18. We're going to start in verse 20. Genesis 18 in verse 20. And the Lord said, because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which is come unto me. And if not, I will know. And the men turned their faces from thence and went towards Sodom. And this is really what I'm going to preach at this last couple words here in this scripture. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, Abraham stood before the Lord. He stood before God. Today, it's really simple, but I just want to preach about being connected with God. Being connected with God. I don't know if you know this or not, but Eric, God wants to be connected with you. And I know you want to be, how many want to be connected with God? Come on, every hand should be raised. How many want to be connected with him? But even more so, God wants to be connected with you. Amen. And so today I just have four points. I'm going to try to preach quick, get out of the way so you'll love me and you'll preach, preach with me. And I'm just going to preach about connected with God. Would you just raise your hands? Lord, I pray that your spirit would flow in this house as you already have, God. And I pray, God, that you would speak to us and challenge us, God. I pray from the front to the back to each side of this building, God, that you would challenge us and renew our hearts and our minds, God. We will forever give you the praise. We will forever give you the glory. In Jesus' name. Someone say, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you are willing to preach with me, I'm going to allow you to sit. All right. All right. Couple still standing. It's okay. All right. It looks like I have most of... I'm going to hold y'all to that. Y'all going to help me preach today. Amen. In Genesis chapter 12, we find God is looking for someone to be connected with. He is trying to find a man that he can be connected with. And we find in chapter 12 that God found Abram and he said, go from your country and from your people and from your father and your household to the land that I will show you. He said, I will make you a great nation. I will bless them that bless you. And we understand that God, this is really important here, God chose a man to be connected with. I know we're not running the hours yet, but I need you to understand that God chose not an angel, but a man. Point to yourself. God wants to be connected with you. God found a man by the name of Abram and he wanted to be connected with him. God does not want to do this thing by himself. 
I understand we serve a big God. I understand God has all power and he can perform any miracle that he wants all by himself. He he can really do whatever he wants by himself, but yet he chooses for me to be in the story. Yet he chooses to connect with you and to communicate with you. And actually, I would go as far as to say God cares what you think. See, uh, some of you are like me and you're sitting there and it's hard for me, Sister Hannah, to wrap my mind around that. that. Does God really care, Brother Brian, what I think? Does God really care what's on uh, my mind? The idea that God cares about me, that big old God that created the sun, the moon, and the stars, that God, uh, He cares about me and He wants me a part of it. It makes me a little excited. I don't know about you, but when I think of the goodness of God and I'm not worth anything. Uh, Come on, somebody. I'm not worth his goodness. And uh, I'm not worth his mercy. And so when I think about myself, I'm like, God, uh, why would you want me in the picture? And why would you want to listen to me? But, you know, when you go through the whole Bible, God was connecting with people. God never wanted to just do it by himself. Uh, Do you know in Genesis chapter 5, God could have repopulated the whole world by himself. Come on, he already did it the first time. Why would he need a man to do it another time? He could have done it by himself, but God said, no, I want to connect with a man by the name of Noah. He connects with Noah, and we know the story. God connects with the man and allows the man to be a part of the plan. God could have came into this world any way that he wanted to. Come on now. God could have stepped into this world. Jesus could have stepped into this world anyway. But he said, you know, I'm going to connect with a man and a woman. I I could do this by myself. I I know I'm all powerful, but I don't want to do it by myself. God is not in the business of doing this thing by himself, but he wants you a part of it. He wants you connected. I need you to remember that when you feel like you're a nobody. Come on now. I need you to remember that when you feel like God ain't hearing you uh, and God doesn't care. I need you to remember that, that God wants you a part of the plan. When you don't feel like you're good enough. Come on now. We're all looking at me like, oh, no, I'm not. no, I know some of you out there. I, if you're like me, sometimes you don't feel good enough. Uh, you don't feel worthy enough. But God, but God, God wants you a part of the plan. Uh, Throughout the whole Bible, God found men and women that he could join with. In fact, he could have spread the gospel to the whole world by himself. The masses, the masses were following him. But you know what he did? He found some men that were fishermen. Hey, hey, how about y'all, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, y'all just stop what you're doing. Y'all come follow me. He wanted to connect. He wanted to team up with some people because he did not want to do it all by himself, but he wanted you a part of the plan. He wanted you to be connected with him. And the Bible says that God went to a place that no one heard about, Ur of Chaldees. Anybody heard about that before? Some of y'all read it because you, 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 you read about that before, but, but really that's just a small place. Not many people heard about it, just a little place uh, where, where he lived. And God went to that place to find a man that he could be connected with. A man that he could connect himself uh, with. Uh, you see, sometimes God goes to places that no one else will go. 
Sometimes God goes to places that we consider desert, but he don't consider it a desert. Sometimes you skip over places and God's like, no, that's that's on my radar. I'm going there. I would say maybe you're on God's radar. Maybe you think you're in a place that no one sees you and no one cares. People said things about me. People don't like me, but you're on God's radar. Maybe your present condition is where God is at right now. God put his pen right where you're at. God didn't overlook you. Others may have overlooked you. I'm I'm talking to somebody. I know this is simple, but I don't know where you're at. But others may have overlooked you. Others may have wrote you off, but God hasn't wrote you off. God wants to be connected. He wants to be connected. But sometimes I, Brother Brian, deal with my uh, worthiness. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm, I'm good enough. I'm not worth God's mercy. Anybody can testify with me. I don't really feel like I'm worth God's grace. Some days I allow my yesterday to affect my tomorrow. In other words, when I stand before a righteous God, When I stand before an all-powerful God, when I stand before a God that is merciful, when I stand before a God that has everything, that can do whatever he wants sometimes, and you you can name whatever attribute you want of God, but when I stand in front of I feel unworthy, and sometimes I allow my mistakes and my failures to clutter up in my mind to make myself feel like I'm not good enough. But number my number one point is this God does not consult your past to determine your future I could drop the mic right there and we would have church God does not consult your past to determine your future you see many of us do that we look at our past well you don't know what I've done brother Rick you don't know where I've been you know what some people said all of us got skeletons in the closet but you know who bought my closet Oh, come on now. I'm preaching now. You know who bought my closet by his stripes? He bought my closet. And yes, I got some skeletons in the closet. But God is not consulting my past. God's got me on his radar. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands. Clap your hands. And so God won't consult your yesterday to determine your tomorrow in other words God does not hold you hostage from what you did yesterday God does not define you by your worst moment or your weakest moment but behold all things are new all things are new all things are passed away but all things are new I don't know about you but I can become I can come boldly before the Lord because God wants me connected God wants me there amen Amen. And so God wants you to be connected. I need you to understand that. And God does not consult. That's number two. God does not consult your past to determine your future. We understand that Abram came from a small town, a little town that no one heard about. And God was planning to do something big. I'm building here. I'll I'll get somewhere. I promise you. And God was building something. He wanted to do something big. And so he found a man. Sister Pope, he found a man that, just like you found a great man beside you, Brother Pope. He, God found him a man. And, and there he was, and he wanted to use him. And, and so God begins to talk to him. And God, God begins to, to, to tell him information. You know what? God is looking for someone that just says, here I am, use me. 
You see, I would say God's doing the same thing like he did there. He was searching someone he could use. Maybe God's walking through these aisles right now. Uh, looking, And some of you are saying, well, my failures are holding me back. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've gone through. I'm not good enough. I, and you can have all the excuses, but God is not looking in that. God's just looking at someone and says, hey, I want to be used. Hey, I, I want to be connected. Does anybody want to be connected? God is just looking for someone that says, hey, here I am, God. Use me. Use me. We disqualify ourselves. But God found Abram. He said, I want to be used. And the Bible says, Abram obeyed the call of God. And he stepped out in faith. And he was started on an incredible journey. And God began to work in him. And God began to communicate with him. It's mind-boggling to me. The Bible says, God began to speak to Abram about a nation. Why is God talking to a man about a nation? He don't have to do that. Why? What, what, what does that man have to offer you, God? He began to talk to him about a nation. And, and, and there he begins to tell him about how he's going to bless him. And, and God, this man has done. I don't, I don't, maybe I'm wrong, Brother Williamson, but I don't see where Abram really did anything yet. See, many of you are trying to come up with how, all the good things I've done. So God, God ain't looking at what you did. God just wants you apart. Come on now. God just wants you apart. And Abram did nothing and God's like, hey, let's talk about a nation. Why? Why are you talking to him about a nation? Because God wants to be connected. <laughs> I would dare to say if some of you would just talk to God, he would talk to you about a nation. I would dare to say if someone you would just get down on your knees and say, God, here I am. Maybe he would tell you some things you need to hear. Oh, that's good stuff. And so there he was. And God began to tell him about what he's going to do. You know what Abraham did? He said, yes. He believed. He believed. The scripture said that he believed God in chapter 15 and verse 6. He believed God and it was credited unto him righteousness. Now I got another question for you. How does a man that did nothing be credited righteousness? See, that's a real question, right? This man, I don't see where he really did anything. He wasn't worth that. <laughs> but can I tell you, God called you and you may not be worth the calling. God gave you the anointing and you may not be worth the anointing. God healed you. You may not have been worth the healing, but God just wants you in the plan. I don't see where Abraham really did anything. But God counted unto him. Right? But you know what? One thing he did was he believed. He believed. Can I tell you today, God wants you connected and God wants to talk to you and God wants to communicate with you, but God can't make you believe. That's on you. You've got to believe. And the Bible says Abraham believed and it was credited unto him the righteousness. He had to believe. I'm here to tell you today that if you will just believe, God's going to do some things in your life. Come on now. I'm struggling preaching. I've been sick, but I need some help. I said, if you will just believe, do you still believe? I don't know about you, but I believe in the healing power of God. I still believe in the miraculous works of God. I still believe that God can do exceedingly, abundantly. I still believe. Sister Dale, I may not be worth it, but I believe 
God can use me. I believe God can use those two boys. I believe God's got a call. I prophesy right now. God's got a calling for those boys. In the name of Jesus, I believe it. I believe. I still believe in the miraculous. I, I still believe that, that, you know, some of y'all need to say, I still believe my kids are coming back in church. <laughs> Come on now. I, I still, don't you stop praying, mom. Don't you stop praying, dad. I still believe. I believe. God, if you said it, I believe. God, I believe. I believe it, brother. I believe it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. You've got to believe. The Bible says, these signs shall follow them that doubt. These signs shall follow them that are, that that think they're unworthy. No, these signs shall follow them that you got to believe. God, God can give it to you. God wants to bless you, but you got to believe it. You got to believe it to receive it. Amen. That's number three. You got to believe it to receive it. And you see, I've been preaching maybe 15 minutes here, and I've already done point one, two, and three. Y'all like me yet? How you like me now? You're like, let him be sick every time he preaches. Number one, God wants to be connected with you. Number two, God does not consult your past to determine your future. Number three, you've got to believe it to receive it. That's good stuff. And so I'm going to come to my last point. Just give me a little bit more time. Is that okay? In chapter 18, God decides to pay Abram a visit. You know the story. Abraham and Sarah were very young, right? Thank you for listening. They were very old. (laughs) Well, stricken in age, I believe is what the Bible says. (laughs) Very straight to the point. How would you feel if I just came up and said, well... Brother Brian, you look well stricken in age. Yep, well stricken in age. Ah. Jesus' name, how am I going to get myself out of that one? And the Bible says that God shows up, the angels show up, and, and they say, hey, you're going to have a child. Now, I don't really read where Abraham disbelieved, but the Bible says Sarah laughed, right? And I'm not going to go on a rabbit trail. I'm not even preaching about that. And God said, is there anything too hard for God? What a great statement from the King of Kings. Is there anything too hard for God? Stop doubting God. Is there anything too hard? But that's not what I'm preaching about, Sister Dale. The Bible says that he said that, and then the men, the angels turn and it's almost like God is departing and when he's leaving in Genesis 18 and verse 22 if you could put that up the Bible says and the men turned their faces from thence and went toward Sodom but Abraham stood yet before the Lord I kind of jumped to scripture what happened was God said Should I hide? In 18 verse 17, he said, should I hide from Abraham the thing that I'm going to do? Go ahead and put that up. I I jumped the scripture. Help me out, Brother Gary. 18 and verse 17. God said, they departed after he told him. He said, listen, you're going to have a son. 
She laughed. Is there anything too hard for God? And then almost like God departed. And then God stopped. Now, everybody knows the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the mighty God, the God that can do whatever he wants, right? He stopped and said, shall I hide from Abraham the thing which I do? What does it matter, God? You're God. Ain't no one going to blame you for high. I'm sure you, 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 know, you can keep some things from us, God, because you're God. How many parents in here has kept some things from your kids? You know, kind of like, hey, they don't need to know that right now. Right? God, you're God. But you know what? God wanted to be connected. That's what I need you to understand. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Brother Eric said, you know what? I'm going to do something, but before I do it, I'm going to talk to my man that I'm connected with. Oh, that's powerful right there. Because we in our minds, like God's too busy for me. God's got too many things to do. And God is like, no, I'm going to do something, but before I do it, I'm going to talk to my man. And the Bible says he went to Abraham and he told him, he said, hey, I'm going to destroy Sodom. The, I hear the cry of the city and, and the sin is so great. And the Bible says, you can put up verse 22 now, and, and the men turned their faces and God told him and the angels left and Abraham stood before the Lord. That's powerful. Abraham stood before the Lord. One translation said Abraham stood in the pathway of God. Oh, can you imagine? God said, Listen, I just want to run it by you. And Abraham says, Hold on. Abraham, you're, you're my boy. I'm connected with you. You know, you know, it's like I call you E, Eric. He might have been like, Hey, bro, you're my boy, but I'm doing this. And Abraham said, No, hold on. God, Abraham, I, I heard the cry of the people and I, I am going to destroy this city. And this is what's going to happen. But the Bible says Abraham stood in the pathway of God. Am I saying that Abraham actually held up God? I'm just reading the word. And I'm telling you, maybe God allowed Abraham to hold him up. But Abraham, because he was connected with him, God stood there and said, Okay, Abraham, talk to me. One man by the name of Chester Mitchell preached a sermon one time and it stuck with me for so long time. He said, you have more influence with God than what you think you have. I went straight to my book and wrote that. John, you have more influence with God than what you think you have. In other words, you get God's attention. And Abraham's standing there, uh, and God is saying, listen, uh, uh, this is what I'm going to do. And he said, but hold on, God. Wait. You know, Abraham had some family in that city. Brother Fred, uh, he had some family there. Uh, he said, but God, will you destroy the city if there's 50 righteous? You know what God said? Okay, Abraham. Brother Willie, he said, okay, if, if there's 50, 
In other words, I'm listening to you. I'm the king of kings and I'm the Lord of lords. I'm the mighty God, but I want to be connected with you so much, Sister Dale. I want to be connected with you so much, Brother Moses, that I'm going to listen to you. And God said, this is what I'm going to do. And Abraham stood there and held the king of kings and said, hold on, God. Oh, that's powerful. Because some of you, so many times I said, God ain't listening to me. Oh, I know, I know I'm struggling today, but I'm preaching even though I ain't preaching, if that makes sense. <laughs> Some of you in this house are saying, I don't know if God really cares. Uh, I don't know if God is really listening, uh, but I'm just going to the first book of the Bible. Uh, and God is saying, listen, if you will speak, I will listen. Uh, if you believe, I can give it to you. If you'll just talk to me, I'm all, oh, come on, somebody. The all powerful God stood there. He said, but God, what if 40 are righteous? You know what God said? Yeah, I'm connected with you. Now, I, Brother Williams, I, Williamson, I, please don't roast me after this, okay? I, I, I really don't fully understand this myself, okay? Does, does everybody understand John Canarium doesn't really fully understand this scripture 100% because I don't understand. Did God change his mind? Yo, God knows everything. I, I understand that. But what I'm telling you is the Bible says a man stood in the pathway of God. And God allowed it. God allowed him to stand there. And not only did God allow it, God changed his mind. He said, I'm going to do it. This is what's going to happen. He said, but what about 50? What about 45? What about 30, God? You know what God said? Okay. What's stopping you from getting your miracle? What's stopping you from talking to God? What is stopping you? It ain't God. It's you. You need to go boldly before God. He said, God, what about 20? Oh, oh. Oh, I feel the anointing right now. You know what God says, Sister Brandy? Yeah, okay, 20. God, what about 10? He talked him the whole way down. I don't know who you are or where you're at. You think God ain't listening to you? I see some tears coming down some faces right now. And I'm here to tell you right now, God is listening. God is listening. You can have it if you'll just talk to God. You can stand in the pathway and say, God, what about my family? God, what about my kids? God, what about my healing? God, what about my finances? You have more influence on God than you think you have. You have more influence on God than you think. Youth team, come on up, come on up. Abraham stood before God. And he talked God the whole way down. And God just said, yes. I don't know what's stopping you from getting a hold of God. But I'm here to tell you, if you will get connected with God, God will connect with you. 
And when God connects with you, E, oh man, anything is possible. Oh, James, when God connects with you, anything is possible. God is good all by himself, but I ain't good by myself. But when I connect with God, when I connect with the King of Kings, when I connect with the Lord of Lords, when I connect with the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. I'm struggling right now. God, hold on. I'm depressed right now. Nobody's listening. God, hold on. Oh, I hear the cry coming out right now. God, what about me? Hold on. I've been left in the wayside. God, they keep talking about me. God, they wrote me off. Listen to me. And God's saying, I'm listening. I'm listening, child of God. I'm listening. You got my attention. I stopped what I was doing. And I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm going to tell this story and then I'm going to ask you to please come to this altar. I did very good at preaching short. Please come to this altar and receive something from God. I beg you, please don't leave this place without getting a hold of God. Don't leave this place without standing in the pathway of God and saying, God, I need you to hear me right now. When I was six years old, I was in a church in Pennsylvania. And our church was set up really high. I still remember to this day. On Sunday night, we came out and I was standing on the porch area and it was steps that went down and on the front was a road, one of the main roads and there were some parking spaces on the other side of that road. And so we had people park on the left side of the church, kind of like what we do here, just park wherever there's a parking space. And so one day I was out after church just hanging out with my buddies and I heard a screeching noise really loud. Right after I heard that noise, I heard a thud. And I looked. And what I saw was a four-year-old baby that flew about 50 yards, 50 feet maybe, in the air and landed in the middle of the road. From there, Brother Jordan, I heard a man just started screaming, God! He did something he probably shouldn't have done. He picked up that baby and started running started running all I've watched it I was standing there and I didn't know what to do my father ran down when he tells me the story he said he ran down he immediately put his hands on the back of that kid and he said John the only thing I can explain was his back felt like a sack of potatoes a nurse came in and they threw him in a van and they began CPR they said he did not breathe for nearly three minutes but a man said God not today God is this how my boy's gonna die he started breathing after three minutes he went to the hospital the next day they left with a few bruises and a couple scratches because God is listening I'm here to tell you today I don't know what you're going through but God is right here come on God is right here does somebody want to stand in the pathway right here I pray this word was an encouragement to you today. Thank you again for tuning in to Truth Chapel's podcast. If you have not yet, please take a moment and leave us a quick review. God bless.
and have a great rest of your day.